There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And we got a fun one this week, a festive one. A festive one. Holiday season, holiday spooks. I can't wait. I can't wait to find out about this movie. I can't wait to tell you about it, but before I do, did anything scary happen to us this week? I have a plague upon my house. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. A bug plague? A bug plague. <gasps> Ugh. So there have been so many flies <gasps> in my house. In the oh, winter? In the winter. And they're really um, sluggish. They're very slow moving. Oh, because they're so cold. <laughs> You'd think they'd have to move faster. <laughs> frozen so, frozen so slow. So Tim has decided that they've come here to die, which I think is absolutely accurate because they are so easy to kill. The, ki- the easiest flies to kill uh, ever, but there are so many of them. It's disgusting. They congregate in our windows and I go into a room and I can hear one buzzing and I'm like, fuck, I need to find I it. I hate find it. when you can hear them. Ew! And when you like swat at it and you hit it because they're like not fast enough Mm -hmm. to dodge Mm -hmm. you, but Mm -hmm. then you didn't actually mean to touch it with your bare hand. Oh God! I don't actually ever use my bare hands because I know better now. Sometimes I'll just swat like instinctually, Uh like I'm waving it it away, and you always assume that that just kind of you know gives it. It's funny to imagine them flying so sluggishly that they get hit. They're just like I feel like it happens. It does happen sometimes. Um, so Silas calls them spiders because he doesn't know any better. So he now goes, spider, spider in my house. Mama, kill it. Mama, kill it. So he's learned all of those sentences. That's really great. Spider in my house. Mama, kill it. Mama, kill it. (laughs) Yeah. He says that a lot now. All the basics. All the basics. Everything you need to know in the English language in those sentences. Um, And we figured out... Why it's happening? Oh, no. So it's actually, we live right next to this um, place, which does really amazing work. They do a lot of food donations and clothing donations, and it's a very robust charity, which I am very excited to get to live next to. (laughs) But they've also recently been throwing out a lot of meat. I guess people have been Mm. like, there have been a couple restaurants that have like donated like old meat or something to them. So they keep throwing it in our garbage. Long story short. Mm, And so it's attracted all of these fucking flies now to our house. And we can't really, we don't really know what to do about it because it's like, 
we can't, we don't want to, it's not this organization's fault, but also like who's donating this old meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. How, do you, how do you get to the root of this problem? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Please stop. Please stop doing that. Don't do that anymore. Um, it means that my son is constantly saying, kill it, mommy. <laughs> and I don't want that to happen anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's been really gross. And I hope that basically the church where we live, they know that this is happening and they're going to like try to sort suss it out. But deal with it because it's happening to everyone who lives here. It's like a whole campus wide issue of flies everywhere. Yeah. It's so gross. We need some some better meat disposal techniques. Yeah, something. Yeah, it's like don't donate that. Please donate some anything sort of else. airtight meat locker <laughs> like that would keep a bear out. And if it can keep a bear out, it can keep a fly out. Mm. <laughs> so gross. As long as it doesn't have small holes. I was going to say, as long as it's not size based. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's really gross, Henley. I know. And I'm I need to tell you. Sorry. It's a true plague. Um, but what are you guys doing? How's your week? I suppose the, the scary thing is just a, a, a thing that is continually happening this time of year, which is that, you know, it's, it's winter. It's honestly, it has not been that cold in Los Angeles, but it's cold. Overnight, the apartment gets chilly, and I have approached the time of year where I am like tied to a heat source at all times. Mm, yes, I am currently sitting on a heating pad with a space heater at my feet, and I don't even think it's that cold outside. In LA, in LA, it gets fucking cold in your house, though. It gets those... so cold in your house. The difference between I feel like West coast cold is that our houses are not built for it and mm-hmm. so not with my insulated house, at all it's not insulated at all so whatever temperature it is outside it's that temperature inside and so when it's 60 or like 58 it's like yeah that's not that cold but i don't want my house to be 58 yeah yeah it's like i'm in a little cave um and i just become like a, a, tr- a true lizard where i'm like i need i need like heat on me at all times yep. and I, and then it makes it so i like can't walk away like i can't get up off my heating pad i cannot separate myself from the wall heater you need a portable heating pad that's a great idea yeah i need a little mm. heat heat so i don't i don't know i don't know I, but it's i don't also i don't love it you know like i would love the freedom to move about my home and and i look i wear sweatpants i wear big socks I've got, boy, do I have a sweatpant recommendation for you. <laughs> I know you do. Fur, some fur lined. What you need are the, my 10 pound sweatpants. Enormous, <laughs> huge. just sit on the bed all year. What is yep. the brand? What is the brand of those sweatpants? I don't know. They're actually Amazon. So, um, you know, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But, but she loves the them. Brand, the brand name's not what matters. Let her have what she loves. <laughs> they are warm. And I'm like sometimes too hot. But I can't not have the heat on me. Do you know what I mean? Like currently I'm sort of like, I don't need to have these heaters on me. But if I turn them off, I'd suddenly be freezing. Because your body has adjusted. It's adjusted fully to the heat and it doesn't want to separate. <sighs> I, I mean, once I did basically grill my butt cheek on <laughs> our wall heater because I backed up <laughs> against it and burnt, got a little grill marks in my butt that lasted like a year. Like this is how, this is the severity of the problem. And, and you know, we're, it's happening. We're back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's just what's up with me. <laughs> I'm shriveled up like a little raisin because my heat's on too high mm. and you have grill marks on your butt. 
because your heat's on too high. Yeah, well, not anymore, but they lasted a really long time. <laughs> you got you branded yourself. I branded myself. I did. Do you guys use space heaters in your bathroom? I used to in my old place, and that was nice. That's a constant for me year round, no matter what. I'm space heating in the bathroom. Oh, I just got this core childhood memory of when I would go and uh, spend the night at my grandma's house and take a bath or shower. She would throw towels in the laundry in the in the dryer <gasps> oh. so that they were so nice and warm when oh, I got that's out. So sweet! I love. Wait, that. that's like the best grandma move ever. Very luxurious and so cozy and lovely. Wow, that's a that's a love is. You guys heard yeah. of love is this? Is that a thing? Love is? Love, love is, is warm towel. a towel in the dryer to warm it up. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Okay. What's scary happened to me? Uh, something kind of scary that's happening, I guess, is that I am listening to Britney Spears' audiobook. Mm. And it's, as you could probably guess, quite devastating. Yeah. And we've heard a lot of her story and i feel like it's just different hearing it from her perspective and yeah. so like i feel like i kind of i would have thought like oh i already know everything that happened to her and all the horrible things and uh i just think it's really incredible that she got to write this book and tell her side of the story and there are there are things in it that are just making her life make more sense to me and her choices and why she did the things that she did and what was going through her mm -hmm. mind at that time and there's just a lot of scary stuff in there man being Britney Spears sounds really hard oh, yeah. sounds her life has been so incredibly difficult I think it's probably still very difficult yeah. and uh the book is it, I I'm you know as much as I can enjoy it I am enjoying it mm. it's just enlightening to hear her her side of things and just what a fucking powerhouse she is and how I, it's just like hard to wrap your head around like what being Britney Spears is like oh <laughs> yeah I so Silent Jenna sent it to me in the mail because oh. she's the fucking talk about a love is oh my god and so I've been reading it but I had to stop actually several weeks ago because <laughs> I got to the point there's one part where she's a rehab and she's like at her lowest that she's been and her dad comes and he the first thing he says is like you're a disgrace you're a disgrace oh, to the family Jesus. Yeah. and I was like closed the book and put it down and was like I'll revisit this at another time I'm not yeah, ready like not immediately postpartum I'm not strong enough right now I'm too yeah. weak <laughs> I'm too the pores I'm like too porous mm, yeah. um, I'm feeling feeling too many feelings and I'm feeling all of these feelings I I loved it though. It's such a it's amazing how early that is on the book. Like how quickly you get through the um oops I did it again phase, the I'm a slave for you phase. You're only like, you know, 20% through the book when mm, you're yeah. there um yeah. in the story, which is kind of crazy to think about. There's like so much that happens after that. Oh, Sammy, where are, where are you in it? Uh, I don't know because I'm listening to it and it doesn't have a full 
it's just changes chapters. So the like scroll bar is only like how much I'm in, in the chapter. I don't know how many chapters there are. I'm on chapter 34, I think, but, um, it's read by Michelle Williams. Brittany Spears does read part of the intro and forward, but mm. she says it's like too hard for her to read the whole thing. Cause it's really, uh, she says it's just too hard for her to relive some of these things. And so she didn't want to read the whole book. Ugh. I mean, the thing, okay, we talked about in the last episode, um, Shouten Fuga. <laughs> Shouten Fuga, yeah. The, the thing that made me want to get on the internet and be like, who the fuck is talking about this is Justin Timberlake? Fucking asshole. Are you Justin fucking Timberlake kidding is me? the worst. The fucking worst. Are we all talking about this? Is he canceled yet? What the hell is going on? Yeah, he's yeah. not canceled yet. No. I don't think so. I know. I mean, it's a little too late, too little, too late, but, um, I mean, he's still got a whole life yet left to live and uh, I don't really think his behavior has probably changed much. So <sighs> never know though. Ideally he would stop being a bad man. That'd be the I better would outcome. I would, I would, I would rather hope. that happen. So the book is yeah called the woman in me. And I will say it's also one of those books. This is a, a small little percentage of books where when you realize why the title is that it's devastating. I would say a little life is like that as well. Like when it gets to the part in the book where they say the title mm. and you're like, oh, that's what she means by that. I like was uh, sh shattered. <laughs> Damn. So anyways, it's yeah, been scary, but good reading that. I recommend it. I'm oh, I just I love Britney Spears and I wish her health and happiness. And I am so angry on her behalf that she was in a conservatorship for so long and um, it fucked her up and she's still fucked up. And yeah, I just, just so traumatized that she can heal in time because she deserves it. She's been through so much mm. and given us so much. She's oh. given us so much. Truly. Oh, uh, but okay. Today we are talking about gremlins <laughs> came out in 1984. We are finally covering it. We forget to do it every year, but <laughs> now we're doing it. And maybe next year we'll finally do leprechaun. Maybe fingers crossed. Gremlins was directed by Joe Dante, written by Chris Columbus. The same Chris Columbus that directed... The very same. The, uh, Sorcerer's Stone. The very he same. He wrote Gremlins? Yeah, he wrote a bunch of stuff. Ah. Didn't he do Home, Home Alone? Yes, Home <gasps> he Alone. He did do Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin just got that well-deserved star on the Walk of Fame. Yes, he did. Mm -hmm. it's also the, this is the first time I've ever thought about that he had no choice but to go by Chris. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, why did his to. parents do that to him? It's really fucked up. I mean, when he was born, they still thought he was um, pretty, pretty cool guy. <laughs> pretty cool guy. I this tweet I've seen I'd seen it before, but it's been resurfacing where it goes. So, what are you going to name him? And then it's like parents of Newt Gingrich colon Newt Gingrich. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Newt Gingrich. Newt. Uh, was his name actually Newt? Or was that a nickname? That's I don't crazy. Know. That's I don't know, but name. it is so funny to imagine some names 
being given to babies you know <laughs> that like there are some names that sure it, I guess it's fine as an adult but being like this is my baby child this is my baby son Newt you know they called him you you know they called him Newtie when he was little Nudie. his name is Newton which makes sense but yeah Newton Leroy Gingrich Newton Leroy Gingrich. <laughs> Newton, Newton Gingrich is really funny. Newton Gingrich, your mouth gets like stuck saying it. Newton yeah. Gingrich is like you can't get it out. Tim's was called Hugh for the first few hours oh, of his life. Wow, first so few hours, and then his mom, the nurse, asked what his name was, and she said Hugh, and the nurse went, "What?" And she went, this is a mistake. Just kidding. <laughs> Did I say Hugh? Ha ha ha. He'd be a good Hugh. I, I think that name would work for him. He'd have to take your last he name. He would have to become Hugh. Hugh Mungo Cox. Mungo Cox. Yeah. Alter- alternate history. Or his middle name could be J- Huge Cox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh J. Cox. Huge Cox. <laughs> Cox. Genius alternate history. I love imagining that. Alternate history. Chris Columbus also wrote The Goonies. Oh. Um, But okay, Gremlins. Starring Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Hoyt Axton, and Corey Feldman. And it is streaming on HBO. Have either of you seen this movie? No. No. I have seen it was like on in the background at a Christmas party I went to once. So I've like seen moments, but like out of context. Um I, I you know, I know actually I was about to say I know what they look like. You have a background behind you of them. And in my mind, if I was to conjure them, I thought they looked literally exactly like Furbies. Like I basically was like picturing just a bunch of Furbies. Yeah. So it's not quite you're uh, no, I mean there's different forms, I guess. So okay, you're so not sometimes wrong. they look like Furbies. Yep. Okay, that's that's as much as I've got. This is one that I saw as a child. Not, I didn't see the movie, but I saw snippets of when I was really little, and it really scared the shit out of me. Like I remember feeling scared by Gremlins. Like I think I was probably like four or something. Because when did it come yeah. out? 1984. Yeah, yeah. What, so, do we have the exact date? Yes, actually, that's part of my trivia because it came out on June 8th, 1984, which is my birthday. <gasps> and Ghostbusters came out on the same day. Why did it it's a Christmas movie? I can't remember why there was a reason why it didn't come out closer to Christmas. That is really weird though. I thought <laughs> you were about to say when you were like there's a reason, I was really waiting for you to say that it came out on December 13th, 1984. Because mm. that's the literal day that Joel was born. Mm. But that's not when this movie came out. So, you know, forget it. <laughs> no. It's only rated PG. So it's obviously not scary, right? Oh, was that before? When was PG 13 created? What what movie created PG 13? Fuck. We just talked about this. Oh, it, cre- it came out before the PG 13 rating was instituted. So. Oh, that's interesting. That must be why, yeah, so many children of the 80s watched so many fucked up movies. So mm-hmm. I, I actually have trivia about that as well. It was this movie that 
Uh, prompted the PG-13 rating. Because it looks like it would totally be for children. It was this and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that both Mm. of those were, you know, not R-worthy, but also not meant for little kids. And so, yeah, the PG-13 rating came to be soon after this movie. That's very interesting. Okay, so... This, I mean, because this is a horror movie, even though it's like a mild, milder one. Yeah, it's they definitely took steps to make it less scary. I think there was at one point a, a more full horror version of the script and the studio wanted it to be a little more family friendly. And so it's it's not too scary. I think m- most people could handle it. They are a little freaky looking, but they're also very funny little uh, troublemakers. Their vibe is funny and they just go like, they're kind of like minions. Yeah, minions. <laughs> oh, that's fun. They're little naughty minions. Yeah, they're naughty little minions with no, they don't have, they say like a few words, but mostly just make funny little noises and get into trouble and they are trying to, I, I mean, they're violent. They do kill people, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're going to tell us. Yeah, but they're, I think the animatronics are really cool. So mm. uh, if you're not too scared, I think it's worth a watch. This was my first time watching it as well. I had, or I had not seen it either. And so um yeah what a it's such a classic and i'm happy to have seen it now and i've heard that gremlins 2 is really unhinged and so Ooh, i didn't know there was a gremlins 2 i'm excited to continue with the franchise uh gremlins has a 86 percent on rotten tomatoes 70 percent on metacritic 7.3 on imdb the budget was 11 million and it made 212.9 million. Damn. Pretty good. It used the same set as Back to the Future. It's kind of fun. Oh, that is fun. And like I said, released the same day as Ghostbusters. I was just liking getting the feel of the time. Yeah, like where are we yeah, at? Mid 80s. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. This was the first appearance of the Amblin logo, Steven Spielberg's. Production company Whoa. logo. He produced this film. And there was an earlier attempt to have monkeys play the gremlins, but it was abandoned because oh. the test monkey panicked when made to wear a gremlin head. Thank God oh that test God. monkey panicked. Thank God. Thank God it wasn't better behaved. So they, it, they weren't just going to do it as like monkeys. They were going to put a monkey in a gremlin suit. <laughs> uh, yeah, monkey actors. Holy shit. <laughs> That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Of course the monkey spooked. Yeah, Test Monkey was right. Test Monkey was right. Test Monkey saved. That's really wild. Saved all the other monkeys. The eighties were wild. Mm -hmm. There was no no guidelines, no boundaries. Yeah, no animal rights activists on on set. Nope. No, certainly not. Not for a while longer till that happened. So because they couldn't use the monkeys, <laughs> all of the gremlins were animatronics and they cost between 30 and 40,000 each. Holy but they shit. look really good. This is pre-CGI and so everything is practical and that's cool. It's a pretty significant amount of gremlins. 
<laughs> and I, there's just something very charming about that. I think the way that Chucky is fun to watch. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's like, it's just, I just love it. I love seeing the creature design. They're just great. And you are correct and won't be surprised here that Gizmo, the nice gremlin in this, I guess he's not a gremlin. I think gremlin is when they become bad. So oh, Gizmo okay. is a, they're called Mogwai. And Gizmo was the inspiration for Furbies. So, <gasps> oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. They do look almost exactly like Furbies in their original Mogwai form, which is what Gizmo is. He's like, um, also like Baby Yoda, pre Baby Yoda. He's like so cute. Oh, well, now I got to watch him. He's <laughs> you know really how I cute. feel about Baby Yoda. I know. I mean, <sighs> he's adorable. He's adorable. Mogwai is really cute, too. Like, I like yeah. that that's what they are. Uh, it, it does mean devil. It does translate to devil in Cantonese. That's interesting. Still sounds cute. There's also, I feel like, a band called Mogwai. I remember from high school, people being into Mogwai. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not me, though. <laughs> I hate music. <laughs> always have, always will. Uh, and, okay, so that's all the trivia I got. Should we take a peek at the trailer? You can see some of these mogwai and gremlins. I gotta see him. Get a visual. Let's do it. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who were about to give him... You're going to like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're going to have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever, mischievous, what's going on here? And dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where did they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands. Grandmas. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. I am very on board. Okay, yeah, no look. We didn't get a good look at him, but you could hear at least. I, I could think hear I'll, that. Yum, yum. <laughs> There's a little hand being like, yum. I'm excited. What a funny premise. The series of things, like the the rules about them, that is so funny. Like it's really weird and random. And yeah, who? I mean, Chris Columbus. Good job, Chris. What was 
going on What's when going he was on writing this. It's like when you almost fall asleep and things kind of stop making sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they get wet, they multiply. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that was when he wrote it. It was just like in that little moment before you fall asleep where your mind is just running wild. They're multiplying. Don't get them wet. Don't get them wet. They get mean. They get mean. They get so mean. They change. First of all, the main character reminded me of Marcelo Hernandez. Have you guys been watching this new season of SNL? He's a new character on a new know. character, new cast no. member on SNL. He's a cutie, though, this guy. Uh, and also, oh my gosh, the 80s and their goddamn houses and living rooms. Like I know. It's like Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins and then it cuts to that house set. And I'm like, oh, this feels like Steven Spielberg. Like It, it does. Feels that living room, the stairs. The little, like, sunken living room. There's, like, references to E.T. also. Like, it definitely, f- you feel his influence. It's a great holiday watch. I think I'll watch it. I'm excited to watch number two. I'm going to be watching that as well. And maybe we'll cover that next year. Woo! <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I got to know. I got to know what these little guys are up to. Me too. Let's do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. We all come home after a long day of work and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras because they are uncomfortable and constricting and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know 
how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer a bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so we begin in Chinatown. There is a man looking for a gift for his son. His name is Randall, and he pops into this. This is my baby Randall. (laughs) Randall Gingrich. Uh, and he pops into this uh he's being led by a little boy actually to a store that's off the main path that has more unique gifts and trinkets and rare types of things Mm -hmm. and so he's intrigued and he follows him down this kind of dark alleyway to this store and there's the little boy's grandpa is working working there and uh i feel like it's kind of like the racist thing that they do in horror mo- or they did in horror yeah. movies at this time where it's just like this character's asian so they have a little haunted magic shop with uh-huh you can get some freaky thing from outer space here yeah so he's looking around and I think he's trying to, Randall is trying to sell the guy an invention that he made. And I can't remember now if that was the initial reason he came into the store. He's like trying to find places that will sell the appliances he is inventing. And so he first pulls out this appliance to show him and say, 
this is going to be the big new thing. So Randall is showing this shop owner the invention that he has made. It's probably the worst invention I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's a essentially a Swiss army knife, but for bathroom things like toothbrush, toothpaste, floss. And he says it's going to make traveling a breeze. You won't need to find each little thing and pack it in a bag. You have it all right here, but it's really big. And it's just not that big of a deal to put your stuff in a bag. Nobody needs this, but this Love is kind you of just absolutely roasting him. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of his thing though. He's like got shark, shark tank judge right here. He hasn't invented a hit yet. Unlike got me, it. who thought of an earthquake safe bed, and unfortunately somebody else did invent it as well, but I also invented it. You did without, think of it. Without knowing. Independently, you invented it. Independently. And I, and I, I believe you, and I was there, and I believe you. I want a bed that, if there's an earthquake, will protect me, and... I kind of want to post the video for our listeners of that we should. one that's been invented because it looks so scary. It's just like it's a coffin that sucks you in thing. and it's uh, made out of metal because it has to be able to withstand any force. And so it just locks you into this little metal coffin but with some food yeah. and water in there. A lot of ways for that to go wrong, I think. A lot of but. ways for it to go wrong. <laughs> but regardless, I think we should. I think we should keep working on refining that because I do want that. I don't want this toothbrush thing. <laughs> uh, and neither does the shop owner. He's very much looking at him like, um, uh, no thanks. <clears throat> and maybe this is when Randall starts looking around for while I'm in here. Let me see if there's a gift for my son. And he sees a cute little Furby like creature in a box at the side of the store and immediately asks Oh, this will be perfect. How much for this? Shop owner says the that oh, that's the Mogwai. Mogwai's not for sale. And the little boy, the grandson, is saying, Grandpa, Grandpa, I think they're on hard financial times. And he's urging him, you should sell it. We need the money. Mm -hmm. And Grandpa is saying, no, it's uh, not safe. Mogwai are a lot of responsibility. It's not safe to sell him. That's not for sale. No, no questions asked. Uh, so Randall leaves and then the grandson chases him with, he has snuck out the <gasps> box with the mogwai inside and, uh, he says, kids are he, so stupid. Kids are so dumb. And he gives it to him. They, he pays him for it. And the little boy tells Randall, there's three rules. They hate bright light. Don't put them in bright light. Don't get him wet. And the most important one is don't feed him after midnight. So Randall leaves with his new mogwai for his son. We now cut to meeting Billy, our main character. This is Randall's son, and he's having a tough day. His car is broken down, so he has to walk to work in the snow. He's got his dog with him. He's all flustered as he arrives to his job in the bank. He seems like he's in high school or perhaps just out of high school. And he rushes into his the desk at the bank. He's like a teller. And uh, he has his dark... Darg? <laughs> he 
has his he dog. He has his dark. <laughs> <laughs> he has his dog with him and uh, one of the customers comes up and immediately starts screaming at him. This is Mrs. Deagle, and she hates his dog. She says he barked at him and he shouldn't have a dog in here. This isn't a pet store. And uh, yeah, yeah. Although I do agree that like I do maybe you shouldn't bring your dog to the bank. I do agree. I did write down in my notes, bringing your dog to work at a bank is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one thing if you're in a little... Uh, open floor plan startup where everybody agrees that we bring our dogs yep. here and we have little dog play dates together. But at a bank, it's not a good place for a dog. No. Uh, so Mrs. Deagle is right, but she is being excessively bitchy about it. This is the town <laughs> bitch. This is no, for sure yeah. the town bitch. <laughs> She's saying really crazy things like if I catch him doing that again, I can't remember if he did something else, like tried to, if he snapped at her or something. And she's like, I'm going to skin him alive and I'm going to, she's saying wow, really classic town bitch, really brutal things. <laughs> I'm going to skin him alive. Imagine if I said that ever sincerely about anyone. You guys would be like, oh, she needs to dial back the meds. We are looking at her like, whoa, lady. This isn't normal. This is not a normal thing to say, a normal mm -mm. reaction to have. And I think his boss at this point is like, well, yeah, bringing your dog to work is, you know, not a great idea. Uh, we see he has a coworker named Kate who's very cute around his same age. They are um, she's kind of giving him eyes. He seems a little oblivious to it, mm. uh, but Seems like she's trying to flirt with him. He goes home after work and his mom asks him if she can help with starting dinner. And all of Randall's inventions are all around the kitchen that are extremely unhelpful. <laughs> so it's just like make everything take longer. So he, he, Billy walks over to some sort of egg cracking machine and you plop an egg in it and a little chicken head comes down and pecks at it. But then it it kind of explodes the whole thing so that eggshell gets all in the bowl. Also, it's like much more efficient to just crack it by hand. Yeah. And it was reminding me of Harry Styles and Don't Worry Dar Darling, the way that this cooking was going. It just <laughs> looks like you've never been in a kitchen before in your life. Randall comes home and he gifts Billy the Mogwai and Billy is immediately loves this little guy, names him Gizmo. He's super cute. Little little baby Yoda, Furby, adorable. No one seems to be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I this is a, a clearly an alien species that nobody has ever seen before i mean potentially i guess of this earth but this uh -huh. is so funny because this is already defying my expectations of this movie which is i had always assumed for no reason that the gremlins were like cabbage patch kids or like something oh. that was like a, i had assumed it was like a toy phenomenon that was happening mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. everyone was getting them and they had just like hopped on the phenomenon and everyone had bought the thing. Oh, Maybe that, yeah. Is that like Chucky? Kind that's of? more like Chucky, yeah. That's probably yeah. why I think that. I'm looking at Gizmo. He's really cute. He's very cute. <laughs> yeah, so the, he's just like very quickly accepted as his new pet. Nobody's asking any questions. 
Billy is just having time bonding with Gizmo. He's taking him to his room. They're playing piano together. <laughs> Billy's friend comes over. That's um, Corey Feldman, Pete. And he's clearly way younger than Billy, <laughs> which is funny. And I think, or I read that it's because Corey Feldman got cast first. And I think Corey Feldman already was a little bit famous from this. I think this was after Goonies. And so mm. they were like, well, we got to keep Corey, but we like Billy. And so they just made them f friends that are. That's really funny. Like 18 and 13 or something like that. Normal. Normal. It actually didn't <laughs> feel too weird, but it's kind of funny. But so Pete is meeting Gizmo and everyone's just delighted. And no, and nobody's confused. Nobody's no, confused. No Nobody is scared. No questions. Uh, we've, uh, we've told him the rules, you know, the three major rules. We're not asking wh why. Why? Really. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm thinking if I'm a teenager, I'm going to be like, well, <laughs> I got to see what happens. Yeah. So, uh, Pete and Billy are up in Billy's room playing with Gizmo when Pete accidentally knocks over a cup of water and it gets on Gizmo's back. Gizmo starts convulsing, basically, and shaking. And something, his back starts kind of smoking and little tufts of, of his hair jump out like little essentially fur balls are popping off him. Wow. There's five that come off and they very quickly develop into additional mogwais that look like gizmo but behave a little naughtier. They like came <gasps> into this earth to cause problems. They're immediately like <laughs> like getting into ah! shit. Oh, is it are the ones that multiply like like the bad versions? Um, they definitely seem naughtier, though not fully sinister at this point. But okay, they are just interesting. kind of troublemakers and uh, making a mess in his room and seem to be enjoying that. And Gizmo seems to be stressed out by it. He's watching all of this like, oh, no, oh, no. Like, He's like their dad, Aww. their concerned yeah. father. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where Billy sees... Kate and oh, she's working at a bar. I she's working like multiple jobs in this wow, movie. Wow, Kate, you work too hard. She's really hustling, and he sees that she's seeming very stressed. And I think he he walks her home after work from the bar. They like get a drink there, so I guess maybe he's twenty one. He does not look twenty one. When did they change the drinking age? Oh, I don't know, but. As as he's walking her back to her house, he's saying, you know, like, are you okay? You seem stressed. And she's like, yeah, I just kind of hate this time of year in general. Sorry, they changed the drinking age in 1984. Oh, Whoa. there it is. That makes sense. So she says she doesn't like this time of year in general. He says, I thought everybody was happy during the holidays, which is a very funny thing for Billy to think. A little optimist. Nothing could be bad for anybody because it's not bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate says, yeah, you know, I just don't like it. You know, while some people 
Some people get really sad while some people are opening presents. Other people are opening their wrists. (laughs) Really shocked me. (laughs) Really gets really dark. And Billy is a sunshiny type guy and he seems very concerned about this as well. So Kate's hiding some darkness in here and I mean I don't think she's really hiding it. That's true. (laughs) I mean, but we're we're a little curious of what's there's more there's more to be unpacked. Yeah, what's going on with Kate? Meanwhile, back at the house, the new Mogwai are still getting into trouble and they put them all in a in a box and are trying to keep them managed as best as they can, but you know, they're just little 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 freaky guys. And so he goes to bed that night and wakes up to his dog strung up outside in <gasps> strings of Christmas lights, alive, but just hung up uh like wrapped in lights. So, someone obviously did this to him. He couldn't have done it to himself. And Billy, of course, immediately thinks uh, Mrs. Deagle. We're kind uh, of pretty sure. sure that this was the Mogwai because they've been giggling and whispering and <laughs> seem like they're up to no good. <laughs> so then the next day, I think she he goes and, and yells at Mrs. Deagle something like, you stay away from my dog. And uh, she... Uh, you know, is like if he comes near me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill I'm him. Skin him. <laughs> I'm gonna skin him. Something very disturbing like that. And so the next day, Billy takes one of the new Mogwai to his science teacher. So he is in high school. <laughs> maybe it's a maybe it's an old science teacher. He's never in class. So, hmm. but he goes to the high school science teacher and brings one of these and is essentially saying, I don't know what happened or what this is. We have, there was these rules to not get them wet. One got wet and it multiplied in this very strange way. The science teacher is very intrigued by this, but obviously has no answers, but he keeps one of the Mogwai to run some tests on maybe find some answers or maybe things will go really wrong. We don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Billy goes home that night with the rest of the Mogwai still there. This also just doesn't feel like good pet ownership if that's no. what they are. Yeah, no, I don't think that it is. He goes home and it's nighttime. He's uh, about to go to bed, but the little mogwai are begging for food they're jumping up and down so hungry and he's like you guys are so hungry you just ate and he looks at the clock and it's 11 40 and he's like fine i'll get you some more food goes downstairs gets some some chicken drumsticks brings them back up they go to absolute town on him. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love the chicken. And <laughs> he goes to bed, wakes up, the Mogwai are gone. And there are four look like alien pods in the room now. Like they're transforming inside of them. And he says this what like nothing was weirds was supposed to happen i didn't feed them after midnight he looks at his 
clock, his bedside clock, and it has been unplugged. So the little Mogwai oh, no. unplugged it at 1140 <gasps> to trick him. Those little tricky motherfuckers. Oh my gosh. Uh, and we see also that the one at the science teacher's uh, it's not at his house, it's at the school, I guess, but it also, he left a sandwich a little too close to the cage and he was oh, also gosh. able to eat after midnight. And so they are all changing, transforming into gremlins. And it, does that, is that a permanent state? Yes. Oh, no. As far as this movie. Did Gizmo become one too? No. Because Gizmo's not naughty. Gizmo didn't eat. Gizmo didn't eat and didn't, and he's not naughty and he would never do something like that. <laughs> Gizmo's good. He's just, he'll remain like the good little creature who's okay. appalled at everyone else's behavior. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the science teacher comes back to the room to find the cage has been burst out of and mm. he's hearing things around the classroom. This is one of the scarier scenes. It's dark in there and we know something bad is on the loose yep. probably. And we're hearing little scuttling sounds and he can't see where it's coming from. And he's walking around and eventually the gremlin there attacks him and kills him and like whoa it pulls him, kill him he pulls him under oh so the so the teacher is trying to he figures out that it got out of the cage obviously and he's trying to lure it back with food and so he has something in his hand and he f locates the creature to underneath this desk and he just reaches his hand under with the food. He's like, come out here, little guy, little guy. And we just see him being pulled under the desk and c being killed. His body just shakes until he dies. So I don't, you, I don't know that you wow. fully see what happens, but it's not good. Use your imagination. No. Also really strong little guys. Yeah. They're deceptively, they might, they may be small. They do grow a little bigger. I guess I should say that, that gizmo is like, the size of a bowling ball, about the size of a Furby, I guess, is mm. a good reference point. But then when they become gremlins, they're maybe like two feet tall now, two, two to three okay. feet. They're, they're bigger. They're still smaller than people, but they're bigger okay. and apparently stronger. Yeah. Back at Billy's house, those ones are hatching now as well. And they're just wreaking havoc. They attack his mom in the kitchen. A very violent attack. She's baking and so she has a, a, a knife and she's trying to fight them. But oh, they're gosh. throwing knives at her. A lot of throwing knives. Mm, I don't like that at all. They're eating all the food in the kitchen. It's like the scene in Jumanji where the monkeys are... Oof. Have I talked about how Jumanji really scared me it's as a really kid? It's really scary. It's really fucking like, scary. scene really scared me. Or potentially crocodile. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I haven't seen it in a very long time, but that movie really scared me. It's scary. They have... There's some downstairs attacking the mom. The other one is uh, still upstairs with Gizmo, who's watching all of this helplessly. Aww. And they put Gizmo on a dartboard and they're throwing darts at him. So Gizmo <gasps> is just like, ew, 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 
it's like very sad. That's not nice. The ones downstairs that are eating, they're going, yummy, 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 as they're eating. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the mom manages to kill a couple. Nice. And one of them she kills by putting it in the microwave and turning it on and it explodes in the microwave. It's actually Holy oh, shit. Very brutal. Really, she's she's, she's going all out. They run out into the world. They're out of the house now. And one of them, one of the gremlins has a tuft of white hair on his head and they refer to him as Stripe. He seems like kind of the leader of them. Mm. He seems to be directing them to be their most naughtiest selves. (laughs) So Stripe and a couple of the other ones, or maybe just Stripe, gets out of the house and makes a run for it into he gets to the YMCA. I'm going through this kind of fast. I'm sorry for anyone who's like, she's leaving stuff out. But I just, that's just the way this one's going to be. I'm sorry. Are they walking through the snow? Yes. And their bare little gremlin feet, you mean? Yeah. Well, I wasn't concerned about their bare little gremlin feet, but I am just, wouldn't that get them wet? Oh, uh, it doesn't grapple with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're they, not confronting that. Okay, yeah, yeah. snow is dry in this world. Yes, put that out of your mind. Put that okay. out of your mind. Okay, I'm not. I'm not because it sort of feels like that's maybe why you would set this in wintertime. But perhaps that's not what we're choosing. No, it's because it's a Christmas movie that came out in June. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like if I'm writing a movie about creatures that when they get wet, let's not bad things happen, and then there's snow present. It. I would. I no, feel no, like no. that's why you would do that. No, Emily, they need to go to the Y. Okay, so there yeah, can be a swimming pool there, and then there could be any number of things there. I don't know what's there yet. You know, I haven't found we're out. We're not going to talk about the snow. Okay, forget about, about the snow. snow. Forget I'm about forget, the snow. I'm, I'm forgetting about wipe, the snow. Wipe it from your mind. Great. It's gone. They, sure enough, Stripe finds a pool. And at this point, Kate and Billy are in pursuit of Stripe, uh, but they don't make it into so they are, they arrive at the YMCA but not in time for to prevent him from jumping into that pool and the pool bubbles up it's looking like the water is boiling there's smoke coming out of it it's a pretty cool effect and we just see that the gremlins are multiplying way more than before there's hundreds of them now hundreds oh boy yeah there's a lot and then they just go out on the town to do their little gremlin shit some more they're just chaos they are creating chaos some of them go and do christmas caroling which is very funny what song do they sing i think they sing do you hear what i hear (laughs) <laughs> but they That's can't great. they don't have words really so it's like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, love that. I, love that. I can't remember if that's it but it's uh <laughs> i love it they're just being really silly and yeah i think part of the reason why i'm, I'm like skipping stuff is because it's not it, it, not necessarily like plot ba- they just kind of do a bunch of random stuff you know so it's, yeah they're just being bad they're, they're just, just out there being, being bad. bad they're out there living their worst lives <laughs> Wait, have you guys ever lived in a house where 
carolers knocked and sang? Or have you ever been a caroler who knocked and sang on another house? No, but my neighbors do caroling at in their yard. They, uh, they're like very active in their church. And so they have church little caroler nights and it's so sweet. They sing their carols and I get to hear it and I love it. I um, I think when I was a kid, there were some times where I would do that. I feel like we did it. I feel like that too, but it almost makes me feel like I'm living in a simulation where it's yeah. like, I feel like I have memories did I of do doing that? that, but yeah. like... Why do I feel like I've been having that more and more. I feel like as I get older, it's harder for me to tell what memories are real and what are something from movies and what is something that I dreamt. I feel like lately my dreams, I'll get confused later and be like, oh, no, I told you that. And then I'll be like, wait, that was a I dreamt that I told you that I didn't actually (laughs) tell you that. Or someone will ask me like, oh, have you done this? Have you seen this? And I can like on the spot imagine a world where I have done that thing and go like I can't tell if I'm just (laughs) able to put myself in that experience and then say like yeah I've done that or do you know what I mean like it's like am I I creating the memory currently or do I am I accessing a memory yep yeah which is why memory is very fickle and we shouldn't do things like um, no eyewitness testimonies no eyewitness testimonies because we can tell our i can make up a memory i could make up a memory right now and in 10 minutes i would believe that it was real yep me too i would forget that i made it 100 percent. 100 percent. they're gonna use this in court 50 years from now when we're trying to prove something that we all saw (laughs) (laughs) i feel like if i'm in court in my 80s i'm not that concerned i hope not (laughs) But don't try me on it, you know? (laughs) So they're out there being bad. They're out there being bad. There's, they show up at Mrs. Deagle's house. Oh, no. She's got a bunch of cats. She's a crazy cat lady. That's why she hates dogs. Oh, sure, sure. (laughs) And they bust into her house. She might be who they'd start doing the carolings for. And then they like push her down and run into the house. And (laughs) there's one of them that's smoking all of her cigarettes, but smoking like three cigarettes at once. (laughs) Drinking her liquor. One of them, one of one of them puts on a like, I don't know where he gets this. Actually, he has on a tiny little robe, which had to be made for a gremlin. (laughs) (laughs) unless she had like a robe for her cat (laughs) maybe but he puts on this robe or it's like a coat type thing and then he like calls her over like and she looks and he (laughs) opens the coat like he's flashing her but they don't have genitals so it's just like the intention is that he's flashing her (laughs) oh it's really funny i love it uh then they uh, are terrorizing her and she has one of those motorized seats that goes up and down her staircase. Oh, yeah, that's what the trailer, yeah, really, trailer made me laugh. That really made me think of a Disney ride. I was like this, they'd strap you in and throw you up the stairs. What's yeah. her name? Mrs. Mrs. Deagle. Deagle. Like, just like Mrs. Deagle from Gremlins. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so they, yeah, she goes in it and they turn it up way too high and she flies up and out the it window. shouldn't have that setting. <laughs> oh, pretty, she flies out the window? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she dies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Bye, Miss Deagle. There's a scene in which Kate is working at the bar and they're all 
patrons at the bar now and she's still serving them and it's really funny and she's looking overworked like ah, ah, like trying to give them all their beers and all the grandmas are like (laughs) (laughs) she's just doing her best to serve them all billy grabs gizmo and is uh, trying to track her down to make sure she's safe and she uh, leaves the bar with him and they get into the car and he's like we got to figure out we got to figure out a game plan here they drive away to like get a moment to themselves to be able to make a make a little game plan and they're walking in the snow and she says dry as hell dry as hell <laughs> and she says great now i have another reason to hate christmas and he asks her you know what's what's your deal what's basically up? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey What's your hey deal? Girl. Hey, girl. Babe, babe, you okay? And she tells this story. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. She says, it was Christmas Eve and I was nine years old. I, w- I went to bed. I was so excited for all my presents in the morning and woke up and my dad wasn't there. It was just my mom. We didn't know where my dad was. And so they put in a police report searching the whole town for her dad is missing. Where the hell is he? They can't find him anywhere until she smells something and and something falls in the chimney. And she they find her father dressed as Santa. He was trying to crawl down the chimney to deliver presents and he got stuck and died. (laughs) <laughs> and she says, and that's how I found out there was no Santa. <laughs> oh my God. What? Oh. Yeah. And after this, they were like, maybe this movie should have just been for 13 <laughs> It's so tonally insane and weird and unnecessary. And uh, the studio understandably really wanted to cut this. Joe Dante was very adamant about keeping it. Even Steven Spielberg was like, mm, it's not, I don't, I don't love this scene, but he didn't want to. Oh my God. Overstep. And he was like, if Joe Dante feels that strong about it, we can keep it in. So they kept it in and it's the craziest, weirdest scene. Wow. That nice. I really didn't see coming, but honestly, I love it. And I'm glad they kept it because <laughs> it really. You know, it's I like to be surprised in movies. Surprising. And you know what? I've never heard a story like that before. (laughs) I did not see it coming at Mm -hmm. all. That Mm -hmm. is not what I thought. I'm sure he was screaming in the chimney. No one could hear him. He just silently died. (laughs) I don't know. He might have frozen to death or something while he was Mm. climbing down. Or like suffocated. Maybe he suffocated. Suffocated. I can't remember exactly, but not a good way to go. They didn't try to start a fire. I, maybe they did. Maybe that is. <laughs> they definitely would have smelled him sooner if they had done that. That might have been how they smelled him. It's like a horrifying <laughs> story. So. I, I, the more we, it's similar to the snow. It's like the more we would try to unpack it. It's it, we, let's let it go. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. But I do want to ask you guys because it's kind of similar. Were you ever at a birthday party growing up where one of the parents dressed up like a character and surprised <laughs> you? Oh. I honestly don't think so. And it was kind of what was the character? Barney. 
my neighbor for her like fifth birthday, the dad dressed up like Barney and came into the room. And I remember being like, what the fuck, Barney's here? (laughs) What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Somebody tell me what's happening right now. (laughs) I remember feeling like not good about it. I remember being like, this isn't, I don't think he's supposed to be here. He's not supposed to be here. (laughs) No, that's... I don't, yeah, I don't think I have one of those, but give me a few minutes and I'll, I'll, I'll invent one. <laughs> I was going to say, I can definitely conjure one, maybe of like a Spider-Man or something. But it's perfect because maybe we're living in a simulation and maybe it's not a real memory. Yeah. No, yeah. I think I was bored for me because it was my next door neighbor and my parents were like, you can go over there by yourself. So I think I was there by myself. And you were like, and then also Barney the? arrived. And then Barney showed up and your reality was <laughs> turned on its and head. And there was nobody to turn to, to be like, mommy. Is this, is this is this okay? What's happening? We're all okay with this? <laughs> yeah, I was so scared. I remember being scared of Barney. It was just her dad in a big old Barney suit from like 1994 or whenever that was. That's really very funny. funny. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> okay, so after she tells him this horrifying story, which he clearly is completely unequipped to deal with Mm -hmm. because he thought everybody has a good time at Christmas. Sure. I think he just hugs her. I don't, I literally don't remember how this, it felt, it's like so out of left field. And then I don't think, and I don't think it, we don't really deal with it. Yeah. I don't think it adds to anything at all. Well, the movie needed it, (laughs) but I'm glad it's there. Mm. Uh, So then they continue on. They're like, okay, we got to keep an eye on them and see how I, I don't know they'll form a plan when they find where they all are and they find them at the local movie theater all of them are watching snow white and they're freaking loving it they are jumping with joy going hi ho hi ho hi ho <laughs> and popcorn is flying everywhere they're making a huge mess is it actually snow white yeah how'd they get the rights to that I guess Steven Spielberg? Maybe Steven Spielberg. I think there was even a trivia about this, about Snow White being like in other Steven's. Domain? It might have been public domain at this time, or maybe it still is. I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, so they're uh, loving this movie, and Billy and Kate realize this is a good opportunity with all of them in one location <gasps> to blow up They're the building. Gonna, <laughs> glorious bastards then. Yes, yes. Whoa, yes. <laughs> and while they're getting uh their materials together don't know what the fuck they use. Oh, they go down into like the basement of the movie theater and turn on the gas and then they're just gonna essentially light a match. But while they're doing this we see Stripe leaves <gasps> the theater He's well, he goes to the concession stand first and he's going yum, 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 yum. And he's looking at and there's all the concessions have been eaten. They've eaten everything and he just needs more food. And he sees a candy yeah. store across the street and he goes mm. yum, yum. And he goes across the street to the candy store. So even though they successfully blow up that theater, it is a pretty big explosion, too. They see that he is in the store across the street and they're like oh, no. fuck uh they don't say fuck obviously it's pg pg 13 at best but billy 
says, you know, if they get to water, it's going to start all, if he gets to water, it's going to start all over again. So we've got to stop Stripe. Uh, they follow him in through the store, which I guess is like connected to a full department store. There's, it's mm. seems like a Best Buy almost. And he tells Kate to go and find a light. Cause that's the other thing is that the, they don't like light. It just, oh, right. it, 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 I, it hasn't been on them long enough to know if it hurts them, but it clearly, they hate it. And so okay. he gives Kate gizmo and says go and find lights like if we can turn on lights in this department store that will help us because it's really dark in there and so he goes in Mm -hmm. pursuit of stripe while she's trying to turn on the lights Uh, and before they part ways they have a smooch oh a romantic smooch wow so now billy is going through the department store and stripe shows up on all of the TVs just going like blah, 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 blah. It's, it's like you know when there's a hundred uh-huh. TVs lining all the walls and so we don't know where he is and Kate has oh found Oh my god I, that just reminded me do you remember when that that used to be like a thing in store like it, they'd be like they'd be showing you like this is a video camera like check out the video camera mm-hmm. and you could like go in front of it and it would play on the TVs yes. behind it yeah that one I actually remember. Yes. <laughs> and Kate is, has found the control room seemingly, but there's so many switches. So she's swip, flipping switches willy nilly going. Oh, boy. Some, I don't know, like blenders are turning on. It's uh, she's doesn't know which ones are the lights. No lights yet. Meanwhile, Billy is downstairs and Stripe finds him and is throwing saw blades at him that like discs essentially like frisbee style blades Uh and billy is really out of his element here we we haven't seen like any indication that billy will be good at dealing with yeah a hand-to-hand combat with the gremlin (laughs) Stripe's got the upper hand. He finds one of those baseball things that you use in baseball practice when it's just you and you have to drop balls in and so it just shoots baseballs at you, but they come really fast. And he's hitting, he hits him in the back with one of those and it looks so hard. It looks really painful. And I'm, uh, I had a little suspicion that there might have been an actor. They might have hurt the actor. (laughs) In that moment. (laughs) And uh, Stripe finds a bow and arrow and Billy is knocked to the ground. His head is bleeding. He's taking a beating from Stripe. And Stripe pulls back the arrow and goes, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. But just as he does, I don't know, Billy throws something at him and knocks him over. And so he he dodges the arrow. But Stripe doesn't miss a beat. He grabs a chainsaw. He's running at him with a a, a chainsaw now. And Billy has a aluminum baseball bat, which isn't a bad weapon. I think it came pretty no, close yeah. to winning our... Did it win? It, it might did. have won. No. Did it win? I think it won our weapon of choice tournament, a baseball bat. Mm. It, is a, good it is a good weapon. Uh, and it is holding off the chainsaw a little bit, but... It's not looking great. And at that moment, Gizmo <gasps> he rides in on a little toy like Barbie car, essentially flies ah! through and like knocks them over. So he comes to 
comes to the rescue. And at this moment, Kate finds the light switches finally and turn, turns them on. And we see that it is almost like a vampire type reaction. It's ooh, Stripe is like smoking a little bit where the light is. And so he runs out of the light. And but what about Gizmo? We don't see where he goes. Gizmo uh, is co- Billy covers him. And so oh, he's OK. He's OK. One of the things when Kate was flipping on lights, it turned on a fountain in the store. Oh, no. And so when Stripe flees, he's he sees it and says, water. And he also finds a gun and says, gun. This store is <laughs> nuts. It's crazy. We're buying blenders, baseball bats, guns, chainsaws, bow and arrow, <laughs> candy the hell kind of store is this yeah also very weird very strange store and so we see that stripe is he's found his next water source he's he's moving towards it and he jumps in and he's getting wet and he starts uh shaking and convulsing like gizmo did in the beginning and we see little lumps forming on his back that are the way that he multiplies. So once those pop off, they turn into other things, but they're just forming right now. None have popped off yet. And Gizmo comes, they, they both come in and Gizmo jumps up to the ceiling and opens a panel that lets in a bunch of light. And now it is seeming like maybe Gizmo's going to, be in the light as well uh, but it most it at it's hitting stripe stripe is fully in the light and he is melting it is he, he's, he's screaming in pain and his skin is m- melting off of his face how did they anticipate doing this with a monkey <laughs> great question <laughs> Uh, at this moment, Randall arrives too because they've like known that Billy's not home and that something's wrong. And obviously, mayhem is happening all across town. And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Uh, Randall gets there uh, just as Stripe collapses into the fountain, seemingly dead. Mm. All of his skin has melted off, but Billy approaches the fountain slowly, suspiciously. And Stripe jumps out one more time, and he's just bones now. He's like a skeleton, a like gooey skeleton. Gooey, no thanks. Then the light is still shining, and so he his bones also disintegrate. It's like the part in Breaking Bad where Walter dissolves someone in in acid. Yeah, oh yeah, it's the first episode. That's the first episode of Breaking Bad. I think so. Or first or second. Where he, it's in the bathtub and it, and it falls, he falls through the bathtub because he didn't get the right kind of acid. Yes. I think that's the first up. Ep- I think it's the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, a, what a pilot. <laughs> Oof. And so Stripe is dead. We've got a blanket wrapped around Gizmo now, so he's okay. Mm. Uh, but he, you know, was clearly willing to sacrifice himself for this. Yeah. We see on the news, they're saying all these strange destructive incidents have been happening that can only be explained by mass hysteria. So they think everyone in the town just went momentarily insane, I guess. It's the only explanation. It's the only explanation. They're back at home. Everything's fine now. All mm. the gremlins are gone. Fuf, big fuf. 
Randall and his mom, or Randall and Billy and Billy's mom are there uh, back at the home with Gizmo when there's a jump scare of the grandpa salesman from the beginning just appearing in their house. He's come to take Gizmo back because Aww. he said he's not for sale. Billy is devastated. And uh, the grandpa says, you do with Mogwai what your society does with all of nature's gifts. You're not ready for this. It's like you basically destroy everything good. Mm -hmm. So you can't have it. So I'm taking away. Mm -hmm. And as he's leaving, Gizmo goes like, and the grandpa guy is like, okay, okay. And can understand what he's saying. And so Billy's, mm. uh, Billy's very impressed by this. You can, you can understand what he's saying. He says, to understand all you have to do is listen. And he says that Gizmo wants to say goodbye to him. And so he opens up the box. Gizmo po uh, pokes his little head out and says, bye, Billy. Billy's clearly heartbroken in this moment. And the salesman somewhat reassuringly says, perhaps someday you will be ready. Until then, Mogwai will be waiting. They're walking away. Randall gives him one of his inventions and thanks. It's a smokeless ashtray, which is essentially just like a metal dome. <laughs> and as they're walking away, Gizmo is singing, Hi-ho, hi-ho. He was singing it earlier, too. They just like to sing. It's not anything sinister like he's okay. a gremlin or anything. It's just he liked that song. It's a good song. It's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> They're like walking off into the distance as some voiceover comes in. I believe it's Randall. And he says, so the next time your fridge breaks down or something like goes wrong in the night that you can't explain, turn on all the lights and check everywhere. Because you never know when a gremlin might be in your house. And that's the end of the movie. Whoa. What? <laughs> okay. Interesting way to go out. Sure. I loved it. I mean, definitely setting us up for a gremlins too. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently the director also prefers gremlins too. And given the, his passion about that one scene. Oh, yeah. That certainly makes it seem like we're, you're in for something cuckoo yeah also originally gizmo and stripe were supposed to be the same character gizmo was supposed to transform into stripe but they decided uh, i think it was maybe steven spielberg that was like we got to have we need a, a, cute a good one. a good one that we can yeah. root for I think he was right was about the, that i think that was, that the right was call. a really smart idea that's how ugh, steven spielberg knew what he was doing when it came to heroes and villains it's true. He, there needed to be heroes. There needed to be villains. He knew what he was doing. And he knew we needed a cute little creature. He knew that. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> and thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Sammy. Wow, we did it. Gremlins, a classic. Finally did it. Uh, there were some great suggestions for other holiday horror movies. I think there was one called Better Watch Out that did look pretty good. So I will mm. be watching some holiday horror and I might do another little uh, one-off episode of other stuff that I've been watching and just give you a little mini reviews, I guess. Mini-sode is what I'm trying to say. So, ooh, stay tuned and 
happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Merry Hanukkah, Christmas, Happy Henley's birthday, and most importantly, Happy Henley's birthday. Absolutely, that's what everyone should be thinking about right now. It should be top of mind yeah, for all of our is. listeners. It's top of mind for sure. There's nothing else going on in the world around us. <laughs> no. Nothing nope. else. All that exists for me is Henley. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Gremlins is fun. It's fun. It's a fun one. We will be off next week. We're going to have a, a vault release, but then we'll be back in the new year. With some scary ones. With something spooky. Gonna have to get real scary. Well, yeah, we'll get scary. We'll get scary in the new year. We'll start it off right. Let's do a <laughs> Let's do May, double December. Diamond. Oh, Let's boy. do May, December. <laughs> oh, May, December. We did have some suggestions for salt burn as well. Maybe I'll do that in the mini-sode. Yeah, they really want us to do salt burn. Interesting. There's some crazy shit in salt burn that I would I wanna, love to talk I about. I would like to hear about it. I would like to hear about it. I'm no, curious. No, it's not scary. It's just crazy. Disturbing, and I like that. It's not even really disturbing. It's just I mean, unsettling. I guess it's disturbing. It's just well, things I've never seen before, and that, okay. like I said, I just like to be surprised. It's nice yeah. to have it's nice to be you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna take us out with some some gremlin noises. Obviously, yeah, be the gremlins, but they don't actually necessarily say the words. So I'm gonna so do what I can to just speak. do the yeah, yep, yep. Occasionally there'll be a word or two in there, but. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, trailers, reactions and more and no matter what we will see you right here next week for another episode we love you so much bye that was a headgum podcast <laughs>